Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Bibles out, turn to 2 Samuel 3 for me, 2 Samuel 3. I just, that, that, that song Jaira was rolling around in me and I'm, I'm thankful because it's a reminder that I didn't win the Mega Millions, but he's my Jaira, because I didn't buy a ticket, so I'm going to give my $3 to God instead of to the lottery, but, right? but listen, let me just say this, if you did win, don't forget to tithe, and um, so uh, he is our provider, everything in life. Amen. Aren't you thankful for God is a loving, caring God. And so we talk about things like children being born into the world or whatever that may look like. It's not just a financial provision. He provides whatever that is you need in life as you walk out his plan and purpose and obedience and faith. And so we're thankful for that. We live in a different world. We got we to gotta know Jehovah Jireh like never before, to be honest with you. And things are changing all the times. And I'm just amazed at how much has changed in just these last couple of years. And, but yet, here's what I know. He's not changed. <laughs> and so I continue to draw my strength from him. You know, as we said earlier, we had uh, kind of some time off and then kind of some work-related things. I don't know if I call it work ministry, I guess. The missions trip and then Jess and I took a week together. Together. We're in Mexico. We love being down there. We love being there with our Arbo de Vida family. I love being there with my brother and his family. They're actually going to be here in second service or up for a short time. Um, I also had the, the opportunity these last, this last weekend as I went on kind of my own little road trip here. Jessamy was still in Mexico, and I went to a church in Austin on Saturday morning for some meetings, and then I was at another church in Plano on Sunday morning, and then I was in another up at Rama Monday night and Tuesday night for the 50th anniversary camp meeting. And uh, it was just a really neat experience for me. And I I really was good. I was blessed with that time with God. I had a lot of time. It was a road trip, so I'm not a road trip guy, but I really enjoyed that time just thinking and listening to worship music and a few 80s in between there when I was getting tired. Of now, worship music something can get me too relaxed. <laughs> and, uh, but I really enjoyed that time because I felt like just God was speaking to me for this time and season that we are and looking ahead. And so today, I want to share something today kind of out of that, but really today is kind of like a teaser. It's kind of a setup. Not for next Sunday because uh, it's anniversary Sunday, but for the week after. So August 14th through the end of the month, we're going to, I don't know what the series is going to be called yet. We're going to be talking about something. I'll, I'll really bring it out in this message today. And it's really what God was really strengthening within me. And so I hope that I'm able to bring it how he wants, but I know that you'll, you'll be able through the Holy Spirit to receive it how he wants. Amen. And so 2 Samuel is where we're going to start. Uh, chapter 3, verse 39 I actually shared this along the lines of this um, over a year ago, and um, I really felt it was rolling around in my spirit, man, again, and really to set up where we're going to go with our next series. But here's a really interesting scripture, and let me just read it for you, and then we'll start uh, talking about it. Uh, 2 Samuel 3.39, and I am weak today. This is King David. I am weak today though anointed king. And we'll stop right there. I'm weak today, though anointed king. And I just been pondering that, not knowing that it was necessarily this scripture until just a few days ago, but I, I've been talking about talking to pastor friends and going to different meetings that I've just described. And when you talk to people, you just say like, hey, man, how's it going? How you doing? And you used to hear this busy, 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 just been busy. What have you been doing? Been busy. How are you busy? It's like not really what I asked, but you know, how are you busy? But you know what I hear now when I ask people, I say, how are you doing? How what's going on? How are you doing? I'm tired. Well, what do you mean? Like, maybe you just need a vacation. No, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a tired. It's a different tired. I don't know. It's like every part of me, not just my physical. Not like I need to sleep in late, right? And sleep in late. And you don't do that on Sundays because that's when you're refreshed, right? You come to church, right? And, uh, but I'm tired. I, and, and can I just take it this way then in, in line with that scripture? Weak, maybe? 
And maybe not even just physically, like I just need a little extra rest and I need a week off and just I want to sleep the whole time. And that really is not what it's really talking about here. And that's not necessarily what David's talking about here. He says, I'm weak today, though anointed. And that's such an interesting idea. I'm weak today, though anointed king. Even when you're weak, you can be anointed. Even when you're tired, weary, you can be anointed. Even when things aren't going right, even when everything seems to be going wrong, even when things aren't what you expected, even when things change every single day, and they do, you can be weak, but you can be anointed at the same time. Now, really, today, we're actually, I'm not necessarily launching into that new series. I'm setting you up for it, but I'm finishing the series we just came out of. And can I say, by the way, we are super blessed with a deep bench. We got a lot of pastors that can bring the word here, right? Yeah. I mean, Pastor Cody, Pastor Rob, Pastor Dave. I, I listened to bits and pieces as I could where I was on Sundays and then watched them, watched them all in the archives. And that is such a great job. And we've been on a series this month called Inside Out, Living from the Inside Out. And really, ultimately, this is a great wrap-up because that's what we're talking about here. When David says, I'm weak, though I'm anointed, we're going to talk about anointing. And anointing comes from the inside out. Amen? It's not based on what's happening round about you. That's how you and I can say, and I'll explain it in the message, I am weak outwardly. I'm being affected and impacted, but inwardly, I have strength. I have the Spirit of God. And so um, David is here, and he's kind of expressing it in this moment. I'm weak. My body's weak. My mind is weak. I thought about this. I am weak. What does that mean? My body's weak. I think we'll just use that typically. But let's be honest. It's more than that. My, my mind is overwhelmed. I just feel like my mind, is, I just, my mind needs to shut off for a while. How do you do that, right? I need to disconnect my mind if that's possible. And some of you say, well, He's pretty mindless all the time. I don't know what that is. Maybe he could connect his mind for a little bit. But we feel like overwhelmed and just shut down. My, my, uh, my marriage could be weak. I could be struggling right now. What's, what's weak in your life in a, in a sense? My, my finances could be weak right now. I'm experiencing things and with uh, inflation the way it is. And I just went to the gas pump. My finances are weak right now. Today, I filled my truck up, right? Or whatever that is. And we're having to make decisions out of what we feel is a position of weakness in the natural. What's weak? My relationships aren't what they were. I just don't know what's happened there. There seems to be some distance. My relationship with my kids, my family seems to be stretched a little thin. I don't know how to explain it. My teenagers are just kind of doing different things now, and I, I don't know they're getting caught up in some stuff. I, I don't know what it is, and it's just I'm weak right now. My emotions are weak right now, right? I just feel like I, at, the, at any moment I could just break down and cry or, or get angry, and I snap. Why? Because I feel like I'm emotionally weak right now because I feel like it's just been sucked out of me, and I I've invested it in so many other places and it's not turned out the way that I hoped or wanted. Yet, I am anointed. I am anointed. No matter what's happening, I'm anointed. I may be weak today, but I am anointed. And even at your weakest point, you are still anointed. 1 Samuel 16, 13. Really, this is David talking about he is stepping into kingship at this moment. But before then, we back up all the way to 1 Samuel 16 that the prophet Samuel came to anoint the next king of Israel. And he comes to Jesse as God directs, and he asks him for his sons. And Jesse lines up seven sons from the oldest down to the youngest and started looking like in the natural. Every one of them were king material. And then God spoke to Samuel, and the one that was to be anointed king was not there. He was out in the field. So Samuel said, hey, Jesse, where's your, you got another son, I'm obviously. And Jesse said, oh, yeah, I do. He's out taking care of the sheep. Well, bring him on in. Bring him on in. And so he brought him in, and that was the one that was to be king. Uh, his name was David. We know that. And so Samuel anointed him. Here's what it says in 1 Samuel 16, 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil. Now, I want you to 
Remember that phrase, August 14th, 21st, and 28th, okay? And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, anointed him. Oil is a, oil is a type, is a picture of the Holy Spirit. When you see oil, it's a type of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. So then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed, in other words, poured out what is to be symbolic of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in the midst of his brothers, and therefore, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, upon David from that day forward. In other words, then David was anointed with the presence and power of the Holy Spirit from that day forward. Yet David did not step into that king role, but he was anointed king. In other words, he had the presence and power of God to do and fulfill his purpose from that moment forward. It did not change. His circumstances changed, but it did not change. In fact, in that moment, his circumstances did not change. He went back out to the field, yet he was a little shepherd boy, but he was anointed king. I don't know what that looks like for you, but here's what I know. You may be weak today, but you are anointed. And yes, you are anointed king. You're a son and daughter of the king, amen? But you are anointed to do what God has called you to do, no matter how you feel today. You're anointed. You may be weak. Those things that we just described earlier, you may be weak in those areas, yet you are anointed king. The Holy Spirit came upon him from that day forward. It was sometime later, going back up into the verses we just uh, discussed, well, in, in a Second Samuel, rather, it was, that, it was that time later. David didn't become king right away. In fact, he ran for his life most of the time because he became popular and more popular than the king at that time did when he killed Goliath. And, and jealousy came in the king, and he would be chasing David, trying to kill him, and God spared his life, and all of a sudden, Saul and his son Jonathan are killed, and kingdom of Israel was split into two kingdoms. There's a southern kingdom and a northern kingdom, and David became the king of the southern kingdom, but there was another king of the northern kingdom. When 2 Samuel 3.39 is written, was the time when King David of the southern kingdom finally had an opportunity to, be, to unite the two kingdoms. The, kingdom, the king of the northern kingdom, his commander, did not like his king of the northern kingdom. So he threw his support behind David. He says, you know what? It's time for this northern kingdom guy to go and you to unite both the kingdoms into one, just as God has called and anointed you. Your dream is to come true. Well, unfortunately, David's commander, the southern kingdom, accidentally killed the brother of the northern kingdom commander and that blew the whole deal apart. Hey, can I tell you, this is better than Netflix right there. You just read this, read this story. I'm not telling it good, but read that story. So David now in this moment is like, it was right there. I'm now gonna fulfill my call, my destiny, my dream, everything. I've been running for my life half the time. Now I'm kind of king of the southern kingdom and now I'm, I'm, I'm facing this. I'm gonna unite the kingdoms and it's gonna finally be here and then all this just falls apart and he's having that day, right? You ever had that day? I'm weak, but I am still anointed king. It does not change the call and purpose of God on my life because things change around about me. It doesn't change that. Today, what's making you weak? It could be everything we already mentioned. It could be inflation. It could be gas prices. It could be a job change. I don't, I don't know what, what is making you weak. It could be all the, the strife and all the, the emotion that's involved and everything that seems like is happening today. What, what, what is it that's making you weak? Is, is, it, is it COVID? Is it, is it a sickness? Is it a bad report? Is it, is it all the things we mentioned about interest rates and inflation? Is it your job? Is it marriage problems that are making you weak? Is it kids are out of control? Is it an offense? Is it persecution or what is it that is making you weak today? So there are things that you can do in your life that will hinder the anointing or enhance the anointing. And that's for the series that's coming up. 
But what is making you weak in your life today? The outside circumstances trying to impact inside what's happening on the inside. And I'm not going to be moved by the things happening around about me because I am anointed. Did you know that it's possible to be weak and still be anointed at the same time? Because that sounds weird to me, right? It's like, how is that possible? It is possible to be weak and still be anointed. Well, I don't feel anointed, but I sure feel weak, right? It's like, I don't feel like I'm anointed, but I feel weak. How is this possible? Well, let me just tell you what anointing is. Anointing is the divine favor and empowerment by the Holy Spirit. We saw that already when Samuel anointed David in one sense back in the Old Testament. But anointing for you and I is the divine favor and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. In other words, when you surrender your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside and abide in you. Amen? The Holy Spirit, who is the presence and power, the anointing. The Holy Spirit is your anointing in life. The Holy Spirit comes to live and inside of you. And from that moment on, you are anointed. And from that moment on, you can be weak, but you can still be anointed. Why? Because of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in me. Come on, somebody. That's where my anointing comes from. Why? Because we are to live from the inside out. We're to live in the presence and person of the Holy Spirit and in his power and in his might. That's not dependent upon our circumstances round about us. 1 John 2.20 says this, but you have an anointing, a favor, and a power from the Holy One, from God, and you know all things. He empowers you to do what you can't do. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22 says this. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He what? He anointed us, set his seal. Now listen to this. He set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. God anoints us. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership. You're a child of God. When you become born again, you surrender to Christ. You become a child of God. And he sets his seal upon your heart through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. And I love what it says. It's a deposit guaranteeing what's to come. What is to come then for a believer ultimately? Heaven. So what does that really mean? He put a deposit of heaven in you. Now think about that for a second. You may be weak, but you got a deposit of heaven inside of you. Come on, somebody. You may be weak in this area of life, but you got a deposit of heaven on the inside. And that cannot be taken away by this world because it wasn't given by this world. It comes from the inside out, from what God put his seal on you and the Holy Spirit. And now a piece of heaven, if you will. And heaven's a beautiful, wonderful, powerful place. There's no sickness and disease in heaven. There's no lack, no poverty. There's no sorrow or sadness in heaven. What's inside of you? You got a piece of heaven inside of you in the midst of difficult, changing circumstances. That's why you can say, I am weak today, but I am still anointed. I still have a piece of heaven inside of me that God himself placed there, guaranteeing me what is to come. I love that. What is to come? You have a deposit of heaven. You have a, a piece of heaven. You, you you're, bringing, you're able to bring heaven to earth. Did you know it's possible to feel weak and anointed at the same time? 1 Peter 2.9 says this. Let's take a look. 1 Peter 2.9. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a Chosen generation, I already said that, and now you are a royal priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. I may be weak, but I'm a royal priesthood. 
Come on, somebody. I may be weak today, but I'm a chosen generation. I have the seal of God in my heart. I have the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. I have a piece of heaven living inside of me. And I may be weak, but I am royal priesthood today. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. I'm trying to encourage you this morning. Here we go. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Then therefore, that, that seal on your heart of the Holy Spirit and raised up together and made, listen to this, and made us to sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you've been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared for beforehand so we might walk in them. You may feel weak, but you're seated in heavenly places. Come on, somebody. At the right hand of the Father with Jesus. You may feel weak, but you are his workmanship. And he doesn't make junk, right? You may feel weak, but he's created you for good works. Revelation 1.6 says this. And he has made us kings and priests. To his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. We have been made kings and priests. You may feel weak today, but you are a king and priest of God. You walk in authority and you walk in relationship with the creator of the universe. Amen. I may be weak today, but I am, I am walking in the authority of God. I may feel weak today, but I'm walking in the presence of God. I'm hearing the voice of God. I'm walking in the authority of God. I may feel weak today. But I'm a king and priest of God. You can feel both those at the same time. I want to encourage you in that. Even when you're weak, experiencing weakness in the area of your life, you are still anointed to be king. You still have divine, divine favor and empowerment. You still have a deposit of heaven in you. You're still seated in heavenly places. You're still royal priesthood. You're still a king and priest of God. It's possible for God's people to, walk, to be weak and still be anointed. It's possible for God's people to be weak and still have authority. You just need to take it. They can be weak and still have the power, the resurrection power of God in them. Weakness and divine anointing work together. And here's what I want you to know. Don't think because you have a moment of weakness or an area of weakness that you don't have the power and authority and anointing of God. You are still anointed. Because why is it that we think because we're having a bad day or a negative day or a negative week or a month that somehow we aren't walking or we don't have what God has for us? Why is it that we have been convinced that because we're weak, we're not anointed in that moment? Why? You know why that is? It's because the devil doesn't want you to know that when you're weak, you are still king. He doesn't want you to know that you are still seated in heavenly places. He, he wants you to live in that weakness. He wants you to embrace that weakness. He wants you to just, oh, weakness. And he, he doesn't want you to come out of that. So he wants you to feel like, well, in that moment of weakness, you aren't worth anything. You can't do anything. You don't have any value. He is a liar. Everything out of his mouth is a lie because he is the father of lies. So whatever he's saying to you right now is a lie. And he's lying to you. It says when you're weak, you can't do anything. When you're weak, there's no hope for you. When you're weak, God's gone. When you're weak, he doesn't care. When you're weak, he doesn't hear your prayers. 
When you're weak, there's no way out. He's a liar. Because my Bible says, when you are weak, you are still anointed king. You are still a child of God. You are still seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. You are still a royal priesthood. No matter how you feel, you are still seated in heavenly places. I am this day weak and still anointed. Can I say this this morning? It's possible to be hurt and be anointed. It's possible to be in pain, real pain, physically or emotionally, and still be anointed. It's possible to be disappointed and discouraged and still be anointed. It's possible to be depressed and be anointed. It's possible to be fearful and still be anointed. It's possible to be broke and still feel anointed. And notice when David found himself weak, he was stepping into a new position. And here's why I think that perhaps we're at times most vulnerable, a new season, a new position, places we've never been before, things we've never experienced before. And can I tell you, if there ever was a time to be experiencing things we've never experienced before, it's now, every day, it's something strange, every day. We're, we're, look, we're looking at the world different. We went to sleep one night, we woke up, and it's different. Things are different every single day. And can I, can I just encourage you in this? If you focus on that, that will feed your weakness. But if you focus on God, that will feed your anointing. And so it doesn't matter what's happening around about us. We're not moved by what we see, feel, or hear, only by the word of God. And God is the one who changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so David is in this vulnerable place and things don't work out because it's a new opportunity. You know what David is probably feeling? And then that just kind of exasperated it. He's like, wow, I'm gonna, I, okay, I just all of a sudden I went from a shepherd boy and then running for my life for a while. Now I'm king of the southern kingdom. I'm kind of just learning that. Now I'm potentially going to have the whole entire kingdom. What must that be like? And then that's all pulled out from under him. And, and he must have felt inadequate at times. He must have felt overwhelmed at times. He, he must have felt overlooked at times. He must have felt insecure at times. And there's times when we're facing new opportunities and new moments, places we've never been before, a new season we've never been before, which we're in, that we can feel the same way. But in that moment, he encouraged himself, I am weak today, but I am still anointed king. I don't know what that looks like for you, but you are still anointed. Everything may have changed in your life. COVID may have changed everything. Inflation may have changed everything. I don't know. I don't know, but here's what I know. You are still anointed because that does not change. Because circumstances cannot change that. When looking at new things, new seasons, new opportunities, you have to really encourage yourself that no matter what, if you feel overwhelmed, unprepared, inadequate, that you are still anointed. And you know what makes a difference in our life? It's the anointing. You know, the anointing will promote me over somebody else more experienced or qualified. The anointing will put me in positions I never would have got on my own. The anointing is not bound by earthly things. It's a piece of heaven on the inside of you. It's the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. It's the difference maker in your life. It's what puts you over the top. It's what makes up the difference. And there's many changes and challenges in life, but it's the anointing that makes the difference. Amen? You know, honestly, there's been moments that these last two years for me, I mean, that's part of my road trip journey and being with some pastors on a Saturday morning, being with some others on a Sunday, and then at some meetings to just reflecting and contemplating and stuff. I can't tell you how many times I felt weak, but the only thing I knew how to hang on to was, but I am still anointed. I can't tell you how many times I had to stand up in this pulpit feeling weak, <laughs> but knowing that I am still anointed. 
having to deal with situations that happen in the world that I know nothing about. I don't know the first decision to make, but knowing that no matter what, I am still anointed and the presence and power, a piece of heaven is with me and therefore I can make it through. I wanna encourage you today. You are still anointed if Jesus is the Lord of your life. Maybe you've felt that way in areas of your life. Maybe you made a change and things are different. Maybe you feel unprepared and adequate. You don't have the experience. You don't have the education. You're still anointed. You are still anointed. David encouraged himself when he was weak that he was still anointed. Your flesh will tell you you can't, but the anointing will tell you you can. The enemy will tell you you can't. You're nobody, but the enemy, but the enemy is a liar. We already said that. But the anointing will say that you're a child of God, seated in heavenly places. So I want you to hear, you can be weak and anointed at the same time. Now, it's hard for us to understand that because we've been taught different than that, haven't we? The world teaches that you're either or. You can either be hot or cold, but you can't be both. You can either be tall or short, but you can't be both. You can be either big or small, but you can't be both. You can be either young or old, but you can't be both. But we don't think like the world thinks. We're not bound to the things of this world. We think like God thinks, and the Bible says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And the world will tell you that it's impossible to be weak and have strength. And it is if you live from the outside in. But if you live from the inside out and you grab a hold of that peace of heaven, you grab a hold of that presence and power of the Holy Spirit, then you can be weak and still be anointed. That's, that's how the kingdom of God works. The kingdom says you can be poor and yet still be rich in every spiritual blessing. It's not about how much money you have. He's Jehovah Jireh. It's what you do with it. It's possible in the kingdom, it's possible to have joy in the midst of sorrow. Though my sorrow may last for all night, joy comes in the morning. In the kingdom, it's possible to find beauty in the midst of ashes. In the kingdom, it's possible to have peace in the midst of a storm. In the kingdom, it's possible to have light in the midst of darkness. 2 Corinthians 12.10 says this, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now I will become strong. Now I'm going to believe to be strong. I'm going to seek him to be strong. I'm going to pray for 21 days to be strong. I'm going to give him the offering strong. No, that moment of weakness is that moment of strength for a believer. It happens at the same time. In other words, where's the weakness? Because the moment it shows up, so does the strength. So does the anointing. Let me say it that way. The anointing. Why can we be Strong in our moment of weakness is because the anointing. When I am weak, then I am strong. Right then. There's not a moment where you're just weak. And when I'm so, just going to be weak for a while. Not when I'm anointed. Not when I'm anointed. I'm anointed to be. David says, I'm anointed to be king. We are, child of, we are children of the king, sons and daughters of the king. Yeah, but you know what that means to me? I'm anointed to be husband. No, and they guys say, that's right, honey. I am the king of this house. I told you, and Pastor Don just confirmed it. No. No, because my wife's going to come up second service still, and we're make sure I clear that up right now. I'm anointed to be. I don't feel like a good husband, but I'm anointed to be husband. I may be weak right now in that area, but I'm still anointed to be husband. I'm anointed to be a father. I got an adult children. God help me. I may feel weak as a father at times, but I'm still anointed to be their father. They're old enough to make their own decisions, but I'm still anointed to have a role in their life like that. 
I'm anointed to be pastor. There's a lot of times I feel inadequate, unworthy, but I'm still anointed to be pastor. I may be weak at times when I stand up here, but I don't draw on my own strength. I draw on the one who makes me strong, on the anointing of God in my life to do what he's called me to do. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I know that you may feel weak being a parent, but you're anointed to be a parent. You may feel weak to be a husband or a wife, but you're anointed. There's an anointing for that. Let me say this, because I've been thinking about this. We're going to do some stuff in August about back to school, and it's going to go along with anointing and anointing. I'm going to say this to all, your te- all the teachers that are getting ready to go back to school, and things are different now. They, they're different now. We all know that, and we all know why. But I'm going to say this. You are anointed to be a teacher. I don't know what I don't know what's going to unfold. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I'm not there. But you are anointed to be teacher. What was it? Was it your profession? What's the call of God on your life? Are you just trying to get by? Are you trying to do this? Are you tapping in that anointing to do what He's called you to do? You're anointed. And because you're anointed, you have the favor of God. You have the presence and power of God on your life. So live like it, whatever that is. You may be weak, but you're anointed. You may be weak to be a business owner right now in the circumstances with inflation and gas prices, but you're anointed to own that business. You need to know that. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. You're anointed to be that. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm anointed to be grandfather. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever my name will be. I don't, I don't know yet. So you can take a poll. We'll accept things for my name. What is that? I want to say this. If you feel like your marriage is weak right now, you are anointed to be husband and wife. You have the presence and power of God inside of you. And you may feel weak. Your marriage is weak. But you're still anointed. You're struggling with your family right now. You may feel weak as a parent, or if your family may be seemingly weak right now, I want to encourage you. You are still anointed. The presence and power of the Holy Spirit is still with you. I just want to encourage you in that today. Okay, I'm weak, but I'm anointed. But it sounds good, but here's what, here's what we would say. If I, okay, it sounds good, Pastor, but here's what, what I want to say. If I'm king, why am I weak? If I'm a child of God, why am I weak? If I'm seated in heavenly places, why am I weak? If I'm a royal priesthood, king and priest, why am I weak? And we would even take that a step farther and we'd say it this way. If I'm a child of God, why am I sick? If I'm a child of God, why am I suffering? If I'm a child of God, why am I broke? If I'm a child of God, if I'm anointed, why is my marriage failing? If I'm anointed, why are my kids lost, prodigals? And we need to understand that that's not how we have to look at it. We have to put the right perspective on it. We have to flip that around. And we need to say it this way. You may be sick, but you're still anointed in Jesus' name. You have the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, a piece of heaven inside of you. You may be broke, but turn that around. You're still seated in heavenly places. You're a royal priesthood. You're a king and priest who rule and reign with him. You may be suffering, but you're still a child of God. And he loves you unconditionally. Your kids may be prodigals, but you're still anointed. And God is looking out and after your kids. You need to know that you must 
define yourself not by what's going on around you, but by what's going on in you, inside you. You have a piece of heaven. Inside you, you're seated in heavenly places, your royal priesthood. You need to know who you are. You're a child of God. We're gonna talk about that in August. I'm gonna walk that out about the anointing a little bit more. A bad report, a bad report doesn't mean you're not anointed. A lost job doesn't mean you're not anointed. It just means it's not the end of the story. Just because you went through a divorce does not mean you're not anointed. Just because you're a single mom or a single dad does not mean you're not anointed. If you're still seated in heavenly places, amen? You may feel weak, but you're anointed. Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the what? The yoke will be destroyed because of the what? You are anointed, and that means you have the power to break off your life, whatever's trying to hold you back. You may feel weak, but you are still anointed, and that anointing is enough to break those things off your life. You have to learn to draw on that and live out of that. The devil doesn't want you to walk in your anointing. He wants to keep you under a yoke. He wants to keep you bound up and broken. But when you know you're anointed to be king, when you feel weak, that anointing will break that yoke off your life. And I'm gonna say this, what you're going through does not change who you are. What you're going through does not change who you are. You're still a child of God. You're still royal priesthood. You're still seated at the right hand of the Father. You're still a king and priest, and you still are anointed. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And that's the anointing, the presence of power of God. And listen, we live in interesting times, and I want to say this. I, I want you to know, you know, the statistics are less people go to church than ever before, less people identify with Christians than ever before. And can I say it in this terms, in context of our message, it really does seem like the church is weak. And the church may have times of weakness, but the church is still anointed. In fact, the church is still anointed enough that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. And we may have moments of weakness, if you will, but we are still anointed. And let me tell you, this world that is attacking the church like never before, unbeknownst to this world, what this world needs to know as it needs an anointed church. This dark world needs an anointed church. And we are going to be that anointed church. We are still anointed to do what God has called us to do. This is his church, and we are an anointed church. And David said, today, I want to finish with this thought. David said, today. You know what I love about that statement? David was saying, today, but I'm not going to be this way tomorrow. I don't have to live this way tomorrow. I'm not going to live this way. I'm not going to be weak forever. This isn't gonna last forever. The morning may last for the night. Joy, joy comes in the morning, but sorrow may last for the night. Joy comes in the morning. They have saying, I'm not gonna live here in my weakness. I'm not gonna stay here. How can I? I am anointed to be king. And although I had a weak moment, I'm not gonna have a weak life. I'm gonna take that anointing inside of me and let it break the bondage off my life and break the things off my life so I can fulfill what God has. I'm anointed to be king. I'm a child of God. I'm a part of the royal priesthood. I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. And so are you. Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Amen. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. 